This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today in the New York City studio with my mom and co-host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Well, it's great to be in the studio today with you, and I am really excited because uh, Sheryl Sandberg's new book on option B is out. And for those who don't know, Sheryl Sandberg is the COO, Chief Operating Officer of Facebook, which is out in my neck of the woods in Palo Alto, California. And uh, she lost her husband uh, probably, what, about three years ago, Jeff Goldberg, and he was uh, with Survey Monkey. Mm-hmm. And terrible accident. He, they were in Mexico, and he was in the gym, and he fell off a treadmill and uh, died. And they had a couple of small kids, right, Hyde? Absolutely. They had two small children. And I was just watching a, a YouTube she did this morning about Option B, Mom, because like you said, she just launched the site, and we, we've both written an article for it. And, you know, she said something. She said, you know, when her husband died, um, she her, her young son had to go to a father-daughter, I mean a father-son thing. And she went to her friend Phil, her best friend, and said, Phil, I want my my husband to bring him. And Phil said, well, he can't. He's, he's no longer here. He died. And he goes, but she goes, but that's what I want. And he said, you know what, Cheryl, you can't have option A, but you can kick the hell out of option B. And that's what we, can, we need to do. Yeah. And uh, my granddaughter, Liza, has been working at Facebook, was contracting there. And she said there are signs uh, all over Facebook, kick the hell out of option B. <laughs> I love it. I love so. it because, I mean, that that is what we need to do in life. And you know, Mom, we always keep trying to go back to option A. When Scott died, that's all we wanted. We wanted him to be here again in the room. We didn't want option B, but that's what we have. And we need to figure out how to make the best of our life and really make option B work for us because, you know, this is the only life that we have. Right, exactly. And the time's a factor in it, I think, Heidi. Uh, you know, it does take time. I think it's been maybe a couple of years for her, maybe three, I'm not sure. But it does take time and uh, to really be able to embrace that option B for a lot of people, especially if you've had uh, a child lost too. I totally agree. I mean, I lost, I didn't lose a child, but I lost my brother. And definitely the first few years were very, very difficult. And if someone had said to me early on, Heidi, it takes time, I would have been very irritated. I would have wanted to kick him um, because we don't want to hear that because we don't believe it. We don't even believe there's such a thing as hope again. And that's why I love that we called Open to Hope, Open to Hope. I love your idea of doing that, Mom. The idea is that maybe someone that's listening out there could be open to the idea of eventually having hope again. We don't want to tell you you have to have hope because I wouldn't have wanted to be told that. But we want you to be open to the idea that it may be possible in the future. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I was in visiting in New York, and we went uh, to a new um, show. Evan called, Hansen? Uh-huh. Called... Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. And what... Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, yes. And the reason I want to bring it up is because the interesting thing was that 
it was about Facebook. Right, and, and, and social media. Yeah, and it just happens to be on at the same time Sheryl Sandberg is promoting her book, Option B. And what's interesting about it to me is I was thinking we used to live in neighborhoods, Heidi, like I grew up in a small town, 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. And now I think for this generation, Facebook has become a global community for people. I agree with you. It's a virtual neighborhood. I absolutely agree with you. Um, we we can quickly connect with thousands of people through the internet. We can be walking down the street in New York City, which is where I live and where we are right now, and have and tune in and log in and you know connect with friends immediately in the middle of Broadway. I mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I think it is causing more dialogue. Eben Hansen is about a young man who dies by suicide and how his school. Uh, somehow decides that they, well, the whole story, but the school, Evan Hansen uh, gets the school involved and they start promoting, uh, raising money to do a tree, a, a site for him to right. remember this kid who died at 17. Right. They're honoring him and paying tribute to him and they're using social media to do that. And that is so much how you know, what we do after a loss. And, you know, what was interesting in, in the play, Dear Evan Hansen, is the biggest fear the family had is that their son would be forgotten. Mm -hmm. And I think so often that is our biggest fear. We want I want to make sure everybody remembers Scott forever. And as long as I'm alive, they're going to. Because I think part of my job as a bereaved sibling is to keep my brother's memory alive for my own children and for all of those that never met him. And there's a song in Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, it is called Nobody Should Be Forgotten. And it's one of the main... Uh, theme songs. Let's talk a little bit and give our audience some ideas about what you can do so that your loved one won't be forgotten. Sheryl Sandberg has just written a book, Option B, and is letting the whole world and has uh, got a, a website, Option B website, that you might, might want to go to with stories of resilience and uh, how what people have done and how they've gotten through. But uh, Evan Hansen, as I said, they created a park. What are some other things that you've seen people do? Honey? And you can do something much smaller than that. I mean, you can name your children after people that you that have died that you've loved. Um, you can, you know, do benches in Central Park. Mm -hmm. You can, you can do really small things. I mean, you can keep their memory alive through stories. I think that's the easiest and quickest way to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk to my children. My husband doesn't know my brother. Uh, he does through me because we're constantly keeping his memory alive, talking about who he was, what he liked to do. And if we see people that have, are doing similar things to him, we think, you know, we bring up Scott's name. Scott would have loved that. My brother is a big New York Jets person. He was. I'm not a sports person, but now I love the New York Jets because mm -hmm. it's a way to connect with my brother and keep his memory alive. And certainly one of the things that you can do is to give service, and uh, that really helps to keep their memory alive because you can say that you're doing this in uh, the name of the family member who died and let people know that you're giving service in, in that name. Plus, it makes you come out of yourself in doing service. But may I say, early on, I want you to tell you who you can give the most service to that will help others, and that's to yourself. Give service to yourself early on. And also, I think it's important to give other people the opportunity to serve you. Not always easy, is it, Heidi? No, it's not, because a lot of us are used to being of service to everybody else. You know, and sitting back and letting other people take care of us is, is very hard to do. But you know what? You've got to change your mindset and realize that when you're allowing other people to take care of you, you're being of service to them because it makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, one of the big worries, I think, for people who are listening to the show who've had a loss are their children. 
Absolutely. That's a huge one. They want to know that their kids are okay. And I was just telling my mom today, you know, I see clients sometimes, kids that sometimes don't really need to come in weekly um, that have had losses, you know, losses of siblings, but their parents get really anxious if they don't see me. And what their parents want to know is just that they're okay. And I can be there to, to let their parents know if they are okay or if they're not okay. So just to check in with me, me weekly. And, you know, the biggest one of the biggest concerns that parents have is if their children aren't talking about the death. They get really, really worried. And they say, you know what, Heidi, if they're not talking about it, I feel like they're not grieving it. And I said, that's not true. Kids grieve very differently than adults. They stick with it a much shorter time period. And they can be grieving and not verbally talking about it. There's other ways of they can be on the Internet. They can be, you know, acting out behaviorally. That's grief. They can be angry. That's grief. Um, they can have concentration problems. Again, that's part of the grief process. So it just shows up in different ways with children than it does with adults. Right. And one of the major things I want you to remember is that children respond very strongly to the way they see their parents grieve. If their parents or parent speak about it, are able to talk about it, even if you cry a little bit, you can say, you know, I may get upset right now, but it's okay. I'm going to recover from this, but it's okay if we get upset. Absolutely. Letting them know that that's okay and it's normal to grieve and grieving in front of them is perfectly fine. Just be careful if you get overwhelmed with grief because sometimes if you as a parent get overwhelmed in your grief and you're sobbing hysterically, you'll notice that your child starts to shut down or take care of you and that they turn their grief off. And that's because it's scary for us. It's it's okay to see our parents grieving, but if they get hysterical, then we worry that they're not going to be okay and they're not going they're no longer going to be able to take care of us. So if you do get hysterical, that's normal, but just tell your child, "Look, I'm going to be okay. I just need a moment and I'm going to be able to take care of you." Absolutely. Well, we want to uh, close the show and uh, congratulate Cheryl Sandberg on her new book, Option B, and also on her new website uh, with stories of resilience because over time there is hope after losses in their hiding. Absolutely. And please go to Option B. I love that she's getting this out in a big way and that she's making it okay to talk about grief and loss, to talk about how to find hope after loss. And it's not the death that we want to talk about. It's what happens after that. It's the way that our loved ones lived that we want to talk about it. And the best way to honor them is to live our life fully. I live my life not only for myself, but I live it for Scott as well. Well, we hope you'll visit us at Open to Hope, where we've got more radio shows, we've got television shows, and we've got stories. And also, if you want to write for Open to Hope, we'd love to have you come and write about your finding how you found hope after loss and about your story. And please, Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. 
they made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.